10 seconds, Colonel. I was in Maine. I would have been there. I absolutely would have been there. For the fugitive, yeah. We had, we had a detective out there on the, on the hunt, too. He's uh, attached to the U.S. Marshal, so by the time he got there, it was already found, you know, like that. It was. That could have been a little bit easier. All right, folks, again, we are in Cranston. With us is uh, Colonel Winkris, Cranston Police, and Mayor Hopkins. Um, Colonel, what can you tell us what took place in Cranston this morning? Sure. Approximately 10, 14 a.m., the Cranston Fire Department received a 911 call of a child that was injured at this address behind me um, at that time came in the child might be bleeding is how it came in short time later another call came in where uh, somebody at the residence said a child had been shot at this location a four-year-old child uh, our officers arrived with the fire department to find a, a four-year-old child on the second floor of this residence uh, suffering from a gunshot wound to the head at that time the uh, child was transported to Hasbro Children's Hospital where the child is undergoing surgery and remains in critical condition. Uh, there was two people home at the time, including the child's biological father and the child's grandfather. Uh, both those individuals are back at the police station. Uh, we're trying to sort out exactly what led to the shooting at this location. Uh, anything uh, that sticks out? Are they known to police? Police been here at all in the past? We have had contacts with the father in the past. Um, we are in the process of getting a search warrant for the residents with information that the firearm is still at this location, uh, possibly in the second floor bedroom. So the investigation is still underway, and right now it's a matter of uh, a search warrant and then, and then getting the firearm. That's correct. Okay. And the, who, how many, is, is he being detained? The, he is, the father is detained at this time. Anyone else or just him? Just him. Okay. Is he saying anything, cooperating at this point? Or? I haven't got that information. We're literally, he just got back to the station. Um, we're going to get to the bottom of this. Obviously, this is an important case to us. Anytime a child's injured, um, it's high priority for us, and we're going to do our best to solve this case. Folks, again, uh, we're in Cranston. It's Colonel Winquist, Mayor Hopkins. We're going to ask the mayor in just a moment. Colonel, again, could you just touch on uh, Cranston residents? Um, any, what's the message to the Cranston residents? Because this is alarming a four-year-old. Sure. First of all, um, this is an isolated incident. I know people are concerned. There's actually a school directly behind here, and um, everything's safe and secure at this time. Um, we have the individuals um, that are involved in this incident, and the child is getting medical treatment uh, as we speak. So there's no worries to the community, uh, in our opinion, at this time. Um, our message is that you own a firearm. You know, make sure you secure it safely. There's laws that pertain to that, and. Um, you know, we don't know if this is an accident or an intentional act. It's something that we're going to have to figure out. And uh, Mayor Hopkins, this is Halloween. It can obviously be everybody on uh, high alert a little bit. Uh, you want to touch on the highly unusual nature of a four-year-old shot? Yeah, John, this is an open investigation, so I'm going to leave it at that, just to let people know that the city is safe. Uh, it's an isolated incident, as the colonel just mentioned, and the, the thoughts and prayers of the city are with the four-year-old. And Colonel, I um, I I went by the school that's nearby. I noticed there's a Cranston police cruiser. Yes, um, the child that was injured has a sibling that goes to that school. 
just want to make sure everyone's safe and secure and the people and the staff at that school and the parents know that it, this incident had no uh, no connection to the school itself. That's, I'm sure that's reassuring to parents that there's a, an officer. Yes, and we have school resource officers and officers that patrol the schools every day. And after an incident like this, we want to make sure that they're reassured that their safety is our priority. All right. Thank you, Colonel. Maybe we'll touch base uh, afterwards once the search warrant's executed right there. Thank okay. You. Thanks, Mayor. All right, folks, again, we're uh, right here. Okay. And again, you're watching on the scene live stream. Folks, again, I want to commend. So we're going to recap a little bit, everybody, on this Halloween. There you see the, uh, the mayor and also the colonel. And this is uh, a developing story. I want you to give me just one moment, everybody. Okay, we're going to stay right here on, on scene, folks, on scene live stream simply because um, they're then going to be executing in, uh, oh my God, everything. Okay, so we're going to be uh, staying here. Again, I want to bring everybody up to speed. This is obviously uh, breaking news. You can share that you are watching. Let me uh, just uh, touch base with everybody. There we go. All right. Yes, folks, there you go. Colonel and the mayor on the scene live stream. Let me just check the time here. We are... Uh, see what information we can uh, gather yes okay so right now it's 11:43, and again this is uh, the big story we're gonna stay on scene here simply because as you just heard Cranston police are gonna be executing a search warrant for this residence where a uh, a three-year-old a four-year-old excuse me was uh, shot earlier this morning four-year-old is in fact at Hasbro Children's Hospital and folks Halloween as you can imagine everyone kind of on guard to begin with okay and now we're getting um, some more details on this Halloween father mother grandfather victim another weren't there at the time of the shooting so they've had uh, previous interactions with the father so the biological father's detained at the police station, and then the, the child was shot in the head and is a critical condition right now at Hasbro Children's Hospital. So again, repeating this uh, news on this Halloween, four-year-old has been shot in the head and father is being detained right now at the police station. And what you're looking at is Cranston police are on scene this is Queen Street again for everybody that is uh, just tuning in having some problems with our feet. Uh, Queen Street in Cranston where the um, a four-year-old has in fact been shot we're gonna stay right here on scene do our noon report from here yep so folks it's an emergency surgery so right now at Hasbro do you live in the area oh you do what behind next street okay do you know the people that live here no all right so folks we have some people that are 
All right, so we have some people that are here right here and see. She was telling me that evidently he was going through his drawer. Oh, okay. All right, I just want to, on the scene live stream. Is that what happened? What was the child was or the, the four-year-old child was going through the drawer? Wow. No, he's at Hasbro in critical. Yeah. On the scene live stream. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Did you hear the shot? No. I didn't hear anything. Okay. My daughter called me screaming hysterically. She did? It's my daughter's sister-in-law. Oh. Oh, okay. I've known the mother of the child since kindergarten. Wow. Is that right? Your daughter lives on the second floor? No, 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 no. no. Sister-in-law. Oh, okay. Well, the, the biological father is being detained at the police station. Throw a rope over the fucking branch and hang him, because he's been a piece of shit all his life. He has? All right. That's all right. No, no, that's all right. No, no, I understand. I understand. I understand. We're just trying to... So the child was the child was going through the drawer. No, the guy was. Wait a minute. The father was going through the drawer. Holy cow! Yeah, that sounds odd. It's an illegal gun. He's got a record told in the three of us put together. Does he? Oh my! Is he? He's a piece of shit. Jesus. She works stop and shop, fucking eighty hours a week, and he sits home on the couch. Was he got a gun? He's had maybe one job. Wow. That poor little. Okay. Well, they're coming back with a search warrant. Yeah. Yeah. To get the. To get. You know what? Muffy is a great mother. She is. Okay. Huh. So surprised she even allowed him to have a gun in the house. She may not have known. Right. All right, folks, 11.48. We're in uh, Cranston. You're watching On the Scene live stream. We're going to stay right here in Cranston. No, 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 it's fine. I don't blame you. I can tell. So, folks, four-year-old shot. This man's claiming the father was going through a drawer. And then uh, the gun went off and caught the four-year-old in the head. Do they, do, do they live on the first floor or second floor? Second floor. Wow. Okay. My son-in-law's father lives up. It's his sister, brother and sister. Oh, I see. Tell the teacher I wish him well. Okay. All right. No, no, no. Understood. 
All right, folks, again, we are uh, on scene. We got a lot there. Second floor. You're watching. Those men know a lot. This is a, yeah. So, father going through the drawer. Gun supposedly goes off and clips the four-year-old who right now is at Hasbro Children's Hospital. So, we're on Queen Street in Cranston. You're watching on the scene live stream. Now, folks, I'm not exactly sure the why the rest of the media left because they still got to come back for the search warrant so and and again i want to repeat so the father is being detained at the cranston police station the four-year-old was shot he is at hasbro emergency surgery shot in the head on halloween with okay folks again it is Halloween it's Tuesday it is so sad folks we're going to stay right here why not this is the story of the day I just want to show you I don't know why the rest of the media has left and the police still have not come back yet with the search warrant to get the weapon so the child was rushed to Hasbro and right now as you can tell Cranston police are going to get search warrant for this premises and then they intend to obviously execute that, so to speak. And, uh, folks, this is the second high-profile, I want to remind you, shooting. So right now it's 11.51. We're in uh, Cranston. Okay. I'm just checking some messages. Um, just checking some more information folks that is coming in if you know someone in cranston you can type in their name the four-year-old rushed emergency surgery shot in the head child's father is in custody now this is all on the heels of what we know just happened friday night right on the providence cranston line with the uh basically the execution style shot so again folks good afternoon everybody or good morning still happy halloween juan is not yet in costume but you're watching on the scene live stream we're going to uh stay with this story uh and see exactly what happens especially as the police right now are uh going to get the search warrant where then they're going to uh try to they don't have the weapon as of yet so that'll be next but just to repeat, this is Queen Street. This is the Arlington. It's uh, off of Dyer. And we've had a four-year-old that has been shot in the head. Um, the sibling goes to school right up the street. Two children, as a matter of fact. Oh, okay. Then some of the other media are still coming back here. There's Anne. There's Denise. Folks, horrible on this Halloween and again, this is, um, I want to reiterate, think of Friday night. That initially was a Cranston shooting, and then they moved it to uh, Providence. And now 
just so we understand uh, from what we understand a father is going through his drawer supposedly supposedly now and supposedly that's what he claims accidentally shot his four-year-old son in the head who's right now in emergency surgery at Hasbro we don't know that Jennifer that part we don't know we're still trying to find out more details on this but we're going to do the noon report it's 11:54. so next hour we're going to stay right here we're going to watch them execute the search warrant it's the house right there uh behind me where the police officers are standing in front second floor and we're going to um we're going to stay right here as they're the police are now executing they're going to get the search warrant from the judge and they're going to come back and we're going to carry it right here when they should they don't have the weapon yet so we have a four-year-old that's a hasbro we have the father that is in police custody with cranston police just earlier when we first came on we spoke with the colonel and the mayor so they're all on scene so we're going to stay right here and we're going to um do this folks for the our noon report thank you for the stars on this halloween folks Yes, good afternoon. Still morning, actually. <clears throat> now, folks, we're going to be going live simulcast on the radio, much like we did up in, um, yeah. Now, that's what he's saying. We don't know exactly yet. I want to remind people, that's what the father is claiming happened, is that I believe the father's just trying to say he was going through the drawer and the gun went off but you know you, you don't know um the man that came by that was chatting with us didn't give a very flattering portrayal of the father so so who knows exactly you know what happened uh at this scene on queen street in cranston arlington section just a short time ago there's nancy mccormick prayers for that little child is exactly right harriet brown as um folks i mean that is as you can imagine what hasbro dealing with this on halloween uh you know kids get so excited and i did go by there's a school right up the street from here and they do have a police vehicle in front and apparently one of the children the um, sibling of the four-year-old that was shot in the head uh attends that school so we're going to stay on scene again folks you're watching on the scene live stream we're in Cranston, Queen Street, four-year-old Cranston now, Arlington Street. It's right off of uh, Dyer and Cranston Street, and um, it's a little side street, Queen Street, right near Homestead, and then there's the school um, about a half mile from here. But we're going to um, stay on scene here, folks. Again, remember, you can share that you are watching. You can uh, type in someone's name from Cranston, but we're going to stay here and watch as the Cranston police are going to execute this search warrant and again folks thank you for the stars on this halloween uh this is just the beginning of our halloween coverage planning on being on uh i thought there'd be more activity you know later tonight i didn't know that we would get something like this the nature of this so early it's so un you know unusual and rare that we have something like this
Now, this individual, the father, apparently, is known to police. So what we're going to do is we'll do the noon report right here, and that'll be coming up um, starting right after 12. Right around 12.06, we're going to go live on the radio as well. So we're going to update you. Also, touch on the, the big story of the day, which is uh, Governor McKee did fire that uh, anti-Semitic councilman. It's the uh, second floor of the house right there where you see the yellow tape. That's the house. And you can see the police right in front, but it's the second floor. Now, what's missing is they don't have the search warrant as of yet. Yeah, you don't know. He claims, yeah. You know, that seems odd. I was going through the drawer, and somehow the gun went off and hit the four-year-old in the head. Seems very, very unusual, folks, I admit. Again, folks, we continue our way towards our October goal. You can send stars if you appreciate on the scene live stream. I do want to, we immediately had quick reaction of people that were reaching out, making sure that we knew about it. I did hear about it. Then it was just a matter of trying to find the, uh, the right address with Cranston Police. Now, earlier, when we first started, we had, um, oh, wow, okay. I'm getting some information. I wanted to tell you. I used to live on Victoria. Oh, okay. Father's name is Bob. Son and a daughter. Daughter's name Muffy. Family's always been troublesome. We have a lot of problems with them. Hard worker. Terrible with those kids. Always in trouble. Kids are out of control. Now, Victoria is the next street. The boys tried to shoot my pit bull with a pellet gun when they were younger. So, there's something with the guns. That is uh, someone that I know who is a very, very reliable source. What else do we have? Oh, okay. Well, it's a four-year-old. Yep. And let me just check this one as well. Okay. Now, folks, coming up, they, the uh, news stations are going to go live, so we're going to let them do their thing. I don't want to carry over, because then we're really going to be live right at 12.06. Uh, yes, for our noon report. Now, folks, the reason why this location right now, police... Yeah. Hello, Juan. Oh, hi there. Carol Callahan. Oh, hey, Carol. Do you know we're live, right? Yeah. I mean, you you don't think you don't know you don't think. All right. Nice to see you.
will continue to keep you updated both on web and on air. Rodney Cranston, Lauren Brill, 12 News. All right, folks, again, right now it's 12.02. Hi to Carol. That was interesting. Carol was surprised that we were live. <laughs> I always, always... Folks, the reason... Should I even bother? The reason why we call it on the scene live stream is because we're live. <laughs> ah, it never ends. All right, we're live with our noon report, folks, coming up in just four minutes. Four minutes. And we're going to stay right here on scene. And we're going to watch them uh, execute the search warrant. Folks, again, thank you for the stars on this Halloween. We continue our march towards our October goal. You can subscribe to the page 322. We're going to be live in, uh, in just a moment. And then we'll recap a little bit. Now, I think we'll also be able to um, recap some of the other stories of the day, which the big news is I, I want to commend Governor McKee for firing that creep. So, uh, you're going to talk to the police. I live here. claims he lives there all right we're live on the radio folks just two minutes two minutes and then we'll give a full recap everything that's happening on the scene live stream noon report wow what a terrible story cranston now again i want to reiterate friday night cranston police were called but it actually happened in Providence. But this one is Cranston. This one is definitely a Cranston situation. And we're going to be live in less than two minutes. And then we shall begin our full hour noon report. Folks, on the scene, I always think it's better to uh like right now if i were somewhere at work and about to have lunch i'd want to know what's going on i always like to see when they are live at the scene as opposed to just something uh a package in the studio as we know a lot can happen when we're live at the scene let this person come by <clears throat> Okay, and we are standing by uh, for JR. All right, all right. Let me, uh, 
All right, hold on, folks. Stand by, everybody. What's the problem? Why? But you just had me on Friday. So you you can't find me on Facebook? All right, go to, hold on, go to my website, and then you just click on the Facebook link, and it'll bring you to the page. Yes. Okay, you got it? Okay. All right, folks, good afternoon. Once again, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, also 99.9 FM. Good afternoon. This is our live simulcast on our Facebook page, John DePietro Show. And right now, what you're looking at, First, let me, uh, this portion of the program, what you're looking at is we're live in Cranston, and this is on the scene live stream, where a four-year-old was shot this morning right on this house that you're looking at. If you're on the Facebook page, you can see it. Three officers from Cranston Police are in front, and a uh, father from the home right now is in custody, and police, Cranston police that are here on the scene, you see them in front of the uh, residence it's the second floor right there on queen street arlington and then you see uh, the cranston police they're here they're waiting for the search warrant that they're going to execute to get the weapon now the father of the four-year-old right now is in custody at the cranston police station so we are standing by but this is so far on this halloween this portion of the program is brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Uh, and right now, they have, folks, still have tremendous pumpkins that they have. They ha- <clears throat> have um, all kinds of fall decorations. Stop in and see them. Still have, you know, the next month is still a great planting season. It's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. Now, the police are investigating. Behind me, you see, those that are watching, you see the Cranston police. Cranston police right now are executing a search warrant. A four-year-old that lives at this residence is right now, I'm told, in emergency surgery at Hasbro Children's Hospital for a gunshot wound to the head. Now, this is important. Police, as we speak, are getting the proper paperwork. You have to go through firm paperwork in order to get a search warrant to go in. They don't have that, and they don't have the, the, uh, the weapon just yet. So now the father who's in custody, it's my understanding, he claims 
that he was somehow going through his drawer and the gun went off and the four-year-old was shot. Now, I want to reiterate, we don't know if that's what happened. That's what he's claiming happened, as a matter of fact. So at this time, that's what, you know, the father that's in custody. We don't know how much he's cooperating. That story came from not police, but it came from an individual who knows someone connected. So, but what we have, so this is, it's Halloween. We're right near, and I'll show um, on scene uh, the map just a little bit, a little while, I should say. We're uh, in the Arlington section. It's off of Cranston Street near Dyer, and it's a small little side street. Now, it's my understanding there's been a problem individual, a lot of problems out of this house. And from what um, a man that arrived in the scene that certainly seemed to know the individual's involved here claims that that um that he that was an unregistered weapon that this person had in the home now that part we don't know but he's he's being detained he's in police custody they got a call where then they rushed the four-year-old to hasbro children's hospital where now again i i don't know right now at twelve eleven, I I I don't know the the condition of of the child, and we're gonna wait for official notice on that. I also want to remind people because sometimes people will see uh, will listen to this later, or they will watch it later, and then say like, "What is he talking about?" You know, the child. I'm just giving an example. Um, people start to react to things after the fact. I'm telling you right now as far as we know that the child is being um, taken care of at Hasbro in emergency surgery now hopefully things will work out we don't know that however um, even if it didn't there's then a process of notifying next to kin and so forth so um, right now behind me you can hear some of the local reporters are going up to some of the um, the neighbors and asking them if they want to uh, talk but we're, we're hearing from from different people that apparently this has been somewhat thank you Lynn Miller a problematic house again thank you everybody we're still this is our final day to try to make the stars now folks I want to reemphasize at 12 minutes past 12 you're listening to the, it's the John DePietro show on the scene live stream so you can listen at the website am 1380 or at DePietro.com or listen right now on the radio AM 1380, 99.9 FM. We've had um, a four-year-old shot, that much we know, uh, with the, the father. Again, what we're hearing is he's claiming, and we got that from someone that knows these people, the father is claiming he was rummaging through his drawer and somehow a loaded gun went off. Now, if you're a gun owner... Uh, you, you know, you're not supposed to have a loaded weapon, let alone when you have children in the house. You're not supposed to have a loaded weapon. We also know, folks, without knowing all the details, we're going to let Cranston police investigate this. But we also know that, you know, guns don't just go off. Um, there's normally something, behind, you know, behind that. Something has to activate it. But right now, the reason why we are still on scene is... 
you can see the Cranston police are waiting. Once they get the search warrant, then they'll be able to go in the second floor of this home that you can see behind me. And it's the second floor of this house that has the ramp for those that are watching. Um, seems to have some kind of ramp or it had a ramp. Can't fully see. But yeah, no, it does have a ramp that goes up to it. The individuals, uh, this took place from what we understand on the second floor the second floor so so then that will become uh that will become a crime scene where then they'll do a full investigation and then it'll start with they we don't know i mean what would motive be i don't know about motive um i have no idea i don't know if motive's the right word a lot of times folks we don't know from what we're hearing the um individual involved who's known to police um, to put it mildly, doesn't sound like the most, how can I put this, uh, doesn't sound like the most responsible individual. So I don't know about, you know, there are, there are different instances where if people are not careful that they, they uh, you know, they could be, and you hear about this sometimes, where someone who's not careful, and that's why you can't, you can't play around with a firearm. Um, it's not so much that, that they could go off. I don't know if motive is the right word, and I'm not trying to single anybody out. But if you're, if you're not careful and you have a loaded firearm, first of all, you shouldn't have a loaded firearm when there were young children involved. So apparently there's two children. We know the four-year-old. The four-year-old sibling goes to, there's a school about a quarter mile from here, maybe a half mile max right here in the Arlington section. No, Linda, I don't, I don't think a child could, could do that. I mean, I don't know. We don't know at this point. Um, obviously, that'll then come to Cranston Police Ballistics where they'll be able to match up and see if that's even remotely possible. Again, right now, it's tough because police have not had an opportunity to enter the, the apartment just yet right police have not had a chance to enter the apartment so right now you know uh many times when there's there are different types of situations where there's shootings where there are individuals um i'm not saying in this situation but sometimes there's a, a group of young people who then you know they're drinking and then somebody's playing around with a gun and then they say it just went off but you know, you shouldn't be playing around with that. So it's very, very serious. Now, we don't know the situation with the condition of the child. And we're going to learn a lot more from Cranston police once they're able to execute the search warrant and then go into uh, this residence. So you can see police in the driveway right now. And again, I want to just reiterate, it's the second floor of this home on the right-hand side. You see an air conditioning unit in a window on the second floor, actually in both sides. And then, uh, so police, let's be very clear. Police have not yet had an opportunity to go inside the apartment. This is all what we're hearing from uh, people that know the individuals that live there. We were talking earlier with someone who uh, knows or is related to someone who is connected to the family and they describe 
uh, a problematic individual, the uh, biological father of the child who had the weapon, who was at home, and then somehow you have a four-year-old at, at Hasbro. So, again, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to and watching on the scene live stream. We are right here in Cranston. You see the Cranston police. They have this location locked down. They are waiting where reports are that a four-year-old was shot in the head and then rushed to Hasbro Children's Hospital. The father, I believe the owner of the weapon, is in custody right now being detained at the Cranston Police Station. For those that are just tuning in, we did speak earlier with both the Chief of Police in Cranston and Mayor Hopkins. And um, and they are... They, they were just saying that, you know, there's no danger to the community. The four-year-old boy is in critical condition, shot at home right on the second floor of that house, which is Queen Street in Cranston. Now, um, we're going to await as the Cranston police that you can see, they're waiting for the search warrant where then they can go inside in the premises and get the weapon. They don't have the weapon yet and, and really examine and then you're going to see the Cranston crime scene uh, show up, and they'll do full examination uh, inside the apartment. So we're going to remain on scene for that. Folks, this portion of our program, brought to you by AJ Drywall. Remember, home remodeling. I'm certainly looking at some homes on the street that could use some remodeling. Whether home or business, call AJ Drywall Plasters and Home Improvement, serving Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass., now we see an officer going around to the other side of the uh, home. Um, but we shared their Facebook page. Again, AJ Drywall Plastics Home Improvement. Maybe you have an unfinished basement, unfinished garage. Maybe you need some painting done inside. AJ Drywall Plastics in Home Improvement. Now, right now it's 1220 and it's Halloween. And we are doing our simulcast where you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM, or you can listen online at the website, dpetro.com. By the way, dpetro.com, we have all the latest on that. Basically, it was an execution on Friday night. So um, we, we also have the video up, if you missed it, of the Providence Police in their press briefing. Now, initially, Cranston Police were called in on that on the early morning hours of Saturday morning. It turned out that the vehicle was in Providence, so it's become a Providence investigation. But we have a lot of updates about that that you can check out on the website, dipetro.com. Now, I have been talking about the uh, story that I also want to touch on. Now, we're not going anywhere. We're going to stay right here and watch as the Cranston police are going to execute this search warrant on this residence where a four-year-old was shot. But, folks, I want to, on this Tuesday, Halloween, I want to commend Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, who fired the anti-Semitic councilman who was... I, I, I can't believe the way some members of the media are covering the story, which is this guy was just calling for a ceasefire, and he just wants peace... And I also see right now the Rhode Island ACLU weighs in 
and says the ACLU finds it concerning any time a government employee is punished for a private exercise of his First Amendment right. Except, private exercise, except uh, he posted it on social media. And on top of that, he... He, on top of that, he works for Governor McKee. And the governor has a right to decide who's going to represent him in the community. And I don't blame, if anything, folks, as I've said, I applaud the governor. I find it appalling. You can't have, I don't even need to use analogies. I hear other people trying to use analogies. I think one of the problems, though, with this story regarding uh, the person that works for Governor McKee. So, um, I think one of the problems with that story is the way that certain members of the media are portraying the story. Because if you if you don't know the full part of the story, it would seem like, you know, wow, huh, they, they, you know, the governor fired the guy simply because he was saying he wants a ceasefire. Like, what would be the harm in that? Except that's not what happened. So I saw, you know, the Boston Globe was saying, did you hear the chants from the river to the sea? Oh, I I don't know if I heard that. Excuse me. As many of you know, I covered that. We have the video up. Okay, it's the way they phrase it. This business, I don't. I object to the way the media is saying he just attended a pro-Palestine. Excuse me, it was anti-Israel. All right, Governor McKee is absolutely within his right as a taxpayer. I don't want to pay the salary of some bum that says the United States is responsible for the genocide in Gaza. It, it, it is ludicrous, folks. They never mention what happened October 7th. They don't mention the fact that people were beheaded. They don't mention the rapes, the murders, all the brutalities that we've talked about. This business of the ceasefire, no. No, what, why, why would you give a ceasefire to allow Hamas to rest, restock their weapons? No, there's no element of that. But if the media portrays it of this is just a guy that was looking for some pe- No, excuse me, he wasn't. And it starts with the way they're framing that rally. Now, I have posted the video, and I know they're so upset about it. You know why I know they're so upset about it? It's because they won't acknowledge it. It's right there. Sanchez and all of those protesters chanting, Hey, hey, ho, ho, Israel's got to go. Hey, hey, ho, ho, the Jews have got to go. That's not peace. That's not peace. When And as I have been saying consistently, when you chant from a river to the sea, it's all Palestine. What does that mean? It means we're going to eradicate all the Jews. You can't be a Jew in Gaza. You never hear those people mention that. He is endorsing the eradication of Jewish people. So I'm going to defend Governor McKee. The ACLU weighing in on this, they're weighing in on a media that is a tepid response to this story. Uh, If there were so many other groups 
the media would have no problem saying that is someone that should not be working there and how can he say that uh, and they allow that type of thing now again as I've said I want to credit Channel 10 you know what else also irks me folks so we started talking about it I, I gave it was Kathy Gregg was the one that first flagged this and then we did a posting on it on petro.com and then Channel 10 I want to give Channel 10 credit they did a story on it so here's the part that no one will comment on <clears throat> to the rest of the media it's now a story it was even in the New York Post but let's just talk about the local media and this is important listen to what I'm going to tell you the local media is saying that it's only a story now because Governor McKee fired this Miguel Sanchez who's a Providence City Councilman who was working in his constituent it's a total BS patronage job you know who knows gets to go in benefits health care 50 grand does even show up somebody calls you have to return I mean it's like totally cushy talk about definition of a hack cushy job but here's the part that I want to touch on to our local media with the exception of channel 10 and to petro.com um, in their mind it's only a story now that McKee fired uh, Sanchez Miguel Sanchez but in their mind it wasn't a story here's the part I don't understand how is it not a story that you have a sitting councilman who's marching with people that want to eradicate and commit uh, genocide to the Jews it's not pro-Palestine they're anti-Jew they're anti-Israel so I find that really remarkable so to the rest of the media it's like oh you know yeah you know he's just he's just advocating and he's saying the United States and Israel are committing genocide um, you know that's just that's just Miguel being Miguel right as he's marching along with people saying we want all Jews out of Rhode Island in their mind that's not a story like that's the problem right there oh did McKee fire him oh well now now it's a story and what they want to turn him into a martyr now I also you know I don't know who pulled the trigger to hire this guy in the first place I'll tell you one thing about Miguel Sanchez him and the brother the media love the story him and the brother he's a councilman the brothers the rep they're both socialists the media they love the story of the two of them but one thing about that Miguel Sanchez is that guy I believe the reason he got hired by McKee is he's a big ballot harvester he knows, knows how to harvest ballots that recent CD1 race Justin Katz and I have talked about it I'm just seeing someone arrive and the police are talking to him so I'm just looking over my shoulder at that I'm not sure what that is oh maybe it's just someone that lives there but hear me out this is important so keep in mind last fall right Governor McKee won by 25,000 mail ballots and one of the people that works for him is this Providence City Councilman Miguel Sanchez now just this past August September Anna Quezada Justin Katz and I have talked about that Anna Quezada finished third finished third in um, she she came in third in mail ballots even though she was way down as far as regular ballots and he 
was running her mail ballot operation. So that's really significant that because, you know, connect the dots on that. Somebody who certainly is very um, effective and in the business of ballot harvesting ends up also. uh, Okay, I'm live. Okay, so okay. So someone who's in the business of ballot harvesting is then um, working because that's one thing about that guy. He was the lead one. The only reason that Anna Quazada, I know it seems some people are going to be a little confused by this, but I think if you look at the connection, uh, there's something, I think there's something there that he had this basically patronage job with the governor. And then it also happens to turn out that he's very skilled with the ballot harvesting. So I think that's also very interesting. Now, folks, again, just coming back, you're watching our live coverage on the scene live stream. This is Cranston. What you're looking at right now for those, it's just right now 1231. And what you're looking at is a we're in Cranston where a four-year-old was tragically shot in the head. The father is in custody I believe the father is trying to claim that the gun was in a drawer and just happened to go off. Right now, you have the father. Yeah, that's right. Working press, Lynn Miller. The father is in custody at the Cranston Police Station. And what you're looking at are Cranston police that, as we speak, are waiting for a search warrant so they can go in on the second floor of the apartment the first thing that needs to happen is they need to retrieve the weapon that's still inside and then the inside of the apartment will in essence be a full crime scene so now the latest we heard is that the little four-year-old do you have to stand right over me (laughs) the four-year-old is in um, critical condition at Hasbro and where I have no idea. Well, I'm going to have to wait for the police to announce on um, exactly, you know, what his condition is. And depending on that, we're also going to know what the charges are, are going to be for something like that. So now, folks, again, right now at 1232, by the way, it's a it's a beautiful day for Halloween. And, you know, tonight we plan to be out covering everything that's going to be happening hopefully all will thank you jr hopefully folks um everyone will have a a happy and safe halloween but it certainly isn't starting that way here in uh, cranston on queen street where we see the cranston police are waiting for the to get a search warrant to go into that second floor apartment where this shooting took place so now i also want to um queen street that's right right in arlington folks you're listening and watching this is our noon report you uh we do our simulcast am 1380 99.9 fm and then you can always uh, listen online at the website topetro.com now i also want to mention because if, if we didn't have the shooting, the McKee story would be big. What's also, folks, it should not be lost on people. 
is there are no Democrats coming forward and commending Governor McKee for this. No one. So as far as his normal allies or like, what does it say with the Rhode Island Democrat Party right now that Governor McKee, I, I fully support this action. It was outrageous. But this is so broken right now with the Democrat Party that it it's they they feel there there he is he is described this guy that McKee fired Miguel Sanchez Providence City Councilman he he is a Hamas supporter Israel is under attack by Hamas October 7th Hamas attacked those people at the music festival Hamas brutally I hate even using the words massacred we're actually even hearing more atrocities. I don't even like to talk about because you thought that maybe you would think that the Holocaust was the last time that we'd even hear of something like this. So, but that's not the case. So, but in a situation like that, right, that happens. What, what are we to make of someone that immediately says, oh, I want peace, I mean, that I'm, I'm telling you, it's the equivalent of September 12th. And there were people like that. Like a Chafee was like that. There were people who on, on September 12th were saying, you know, th there should be no retribution. But those that are calling for a ceasefire, and I want you to hear this, because I don't think local media really plays this out. And they don't play it out, right? They don't play it out. They don't push him on it. They don't push him. They don't push the progressives. I think in some twisted way... A lot of members of the local media, they somehow want the admiration of these progressives. I don't know what to make of it. I mean, I certainly don't. I don't, I, I can't stand them. And I, I don't understand this infatuation that they somehow want, unless they, they it's kind of like they idolize them in a way, you know, that they somehow like look up to them. I know that sounds nuts. But there's no other rational explanation of why you would be kowtowing to this crowd, right? The Sanchez's, Miguel Sanchez, the brother, uh, Tierra Mac, the rest of this crew, you know, this whole business of, oh, no, no, I, I'm just pro-Palestine. Well, if Israel's under attack by Hamas and you're, you're, you're not with Israel... Uh, you know, who, who do you, you know, who do you think you're with then? It's pretty obvious then who you're with. But it's, but look at now the ACLU. Well, you know, he should have, excuse me, that's not freedom of speech. What did we hear about, you know, with Charlottesville and the Unite to the Right? Folks, with the Democrat Party, hear me out. And again, good afternoon, 1237 you're watching the noon report and listening to the noon report. It's on the scene live stream, and we are behind me, Cranston, where Cranston police are waiting to execute a search warrant on this home where there's been a tragedy. A four-year-old boy critically shot in the head, uh, sent emergency surgery, I understand, at Hasbro. Four years old. The father's in custody, and you're looking at the Cranston police are standing by where they're gonna, um, they're waiting to get a search warrant to go in to this second floor apartment where 
it happened. But, folks, you know, all we keep hearing about from Sabina Matos and some of these other Democrats is the danger of the, quote, MAGA Republicans and the danger of January 6th and white supremacy. How many articles have been written? White supremacists are the biggest threat, right? They, um, they were objecting to if students were triggered when they saw a Trump bumper sticker or sign on a college campus. So you have that. Now, this same crowd that have preaching to you and me and all of us that there's Michael Gary, that somehow uh, white supremacists are the biggest threat and J6 and the quote MAGA Republicans and blah, blah, blah. This same crowd is silent as students at Cornell were locked and trapped in a cafeteria by people that were outside trying to get at them. At Cornell University, upstate New York, Ithaca, at Cornell, the FBI had to get involved because there were postings encouraging people to follow Cornell Jewish students back to their housing and basically, you know, uh, commit acts of violence on them, slit their throats. I hate to even say that. Columbia University, you have students at Columbia saying that they they fear to leave their dorm rooms. The same people that have been preaching about January 6th and white supremacists and the MAGA Republicans and blah, 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 they turned a blind eye to what's going on at these Ivy, Ivy League schools. Now, I also want to credit John Brian, Rep Brian, he immediately came out. He has been on the money on this. By the way, he, he, if you haven't seen it, he was excellent in the Channel 12 piece. Two people that I think have been very good. One is Rep Brian, who I have a lot of respect for. And the other is Brian Newberry. Brian Newberry went on Channel 10 and said, listen, this guy attended a pro-Hamas rally. And he works for Governor McKee. And McKee finally pulled the plug on him. Like, what's, what's so difficult to understand here? So, folks, and I, I want to reiterate, this, this isn't, well, you know, he, he's entitled to his own private freedom of speech. You work for Governor McKee. We pay your blanking salary. And you're posting all Jews out of Rhode Island. Uh, you know, Hamas should commit genocide and kill all the Jews in Israel. And somehow... You think that falls under the definition of freedom of speech. I, I don't think it does. I think um, Governor McKee absolutely did the right thing and should have done exactly what he did. And I, I, um, I don't even like the fact, yes, that, that, he, uh, that we even had to pay his salary. Now, right now, it's 1241. Folks, you're watching our continuing coverage. For those that are just tuning in, we've had uh, just this happened just about two hours ago where on the second floor of the house right on your screen for those that are watching on facebook a gun went off on the second floor apartment the police are still trying to investigate how that happened a four-year-old was struck in the head and was rushed to hasbro children's hospital the boy's father is in custody at the Cranston Police Station. For those that are just tuning in, we're in the Arlington section 
Arlington section of Cranston. We're right off of Cranston Street, uh, Dyer, and Puritan. It's Queen Street. And what you're looking at are Cranston police that are waiting for the search warrant. They still have not yet gone into the apartment to be able to search the apartment and get the weapon and and fully do a full crime scene. So they're waiting to go in. And, um, and right now at 1242, folks, I want to remind you, for those that are uh, uh, both listening and watching, about our friends at Propane Plus. You can depend on Propane Plus for all your propane needs this winter, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Propane Plus, they have a very user-friendly website, always online at propaneplus.com. But folks, again, good afternoon, everybody. This is the Noon Report. It is Juan. This is on the scene live stream. We do a simulcast. Now, we did this Friday in Maine, where I am live on the radio, and then we're also live at a scene Friday, we were in Maine for the search for the fugitive. Today, on this Halloween, we are in the Arlington section of Cranston, where you've had a four-year-old that was shot uh, in the second-floor apartment. Uh, the bullet came from a gun owned by the father. Now, we're, we are waiting for... We, we spoke with uh, Cranston Police Chief when we first arrived. We spoke with Mayor Hopkins, who was on scene. Um, what we're standing by for is they're still going to get a search warrant. They have not yet got the weapon. They haven't gotten the weapon yet. So there was someone who arrived here earlier who seemed to know the family. And that person said the father, from what I understand, claimed he was rummaging through his drawer and, oh, the gun went off. Now, you know, uh, we don't believe, I don't know if the gun is registered. I don't think it is. It's my understanding this person has had run-ins with the law. That's number one, unregistered weapon. Number two, anyone that knows anything about firearms, storing firearms, you're certainly not supposed to have it loaded. You're certainly not supposed to have it loaded when you have children in the house. And number three, by all accounts, what we're hearing is this father is like a totally irresponsible goon who just sits around on the couch all day and um and somehow this poor four-year-old has been uh, rushed to the hospital so um so that is the story of the day and what you're looking at is as i was mentioning cranston police yet uh there's a process they can't just barge in they have to you know go to a judge they have to get them to sign off on a search warrant they're not going to have a hard time getting a search warrant here but so this street this portion of the street is blocked off and the police will then execute the search warrant inside on the second floor. And that's when you'll see the Cranston police crime scene come into play. And then they'll have to process the crime scene. So right now it's 1245. Now I just want to check while we're uh, live here. Providence City Councilman. Okay, we have that. Forced out of his day job. Um... I, I am telling you, let me see. The, uh, it, it's not retribution, you know. The, the the media loves these two brothers. For I've already explained why. It's ridiculous. They shouldn't. Um, this is not retribution. This is not freedom of speech. This is, if if you're an elected official, you have the right to select 
who's going to be working for you and who's going to be representing your views with the public. And, and it, I mean, to me, this is a total no-brainer. I, I applaud Governor McKee for, I applaud him for terminating this guy. Um, and what I think I don't understand, I also want to mention, folks, last Thursday, it was Kathy Gregg who mentioned um, it was she was the first one that I saw that mentioned that this was a problem and then we did a posting on it on depetro.com I also I want to mention and I know this is going to sound like a criticism um, and it's not meant that way but but folks in the in the CD1 race last Thursday I I, I, I was you know on the radio in in you know on the scene live stream and I was I was imploring CD1 candidate Gary Leonard to call for this guy to get fired and they didn't do anything why why should he have done that number one because then McKee ended up firing him so then it would have seen number two it would have drawn attention to it number three it would have dragged you know what does Gabe Amel think about this right I, I don't understand. The election is one week from today. Uh, I haven't seen Gary Leonard. We had him on the show. Seems like a nice guy. I think he'd be good in Congress. I wish he was going to be. I think the state would be better if you had some member of the Republican Party down there in Washington. But you have to engage. You got. You have to engage. You gotta. You gotta find a way to get the media interested in your race. And on top, that would have been, Gabe Ammo would have been forced to comment, do you think this guy should be fired? So now, it's all after the fact. Like now, Republican Gary Leonard, if he comes out now and says, oh yeah, I, I think it's a good thing. he was." I mean, on Thursday, Gary Leonard had a really good, the Leonard campaign had an opportunity to say, I believe the governor should fire this guy and make it an issue within the campaign because the people that um would say that governor mckee should not fire him they're they're not voting republican anyway it's all the the far left right so he did possibly he would have got free press out of it it would have forced democrat gabe ammo to at least comment on the story and instead gabe ammo has gotten a free pass now i recognize some people may say that they that the media um, is kind of giving Gabe Ammo a free pass. But folks, you, you have to show the media that it's a race. You have to engage them in the race. Um, the Leonard campaign, the election is one week from today. Now, unless this is going to be the biggest upset of all time, um, I, I think we it, it's just a matter not that he's going to get beaten, but how badly he's going to get beaten. If if you're the Leonard campaign, if you say, you know, yippee, we got 40% of the vote and only lost 60-40, well, then, you know, I don't know what to tell you. But there's, there's a lot left on the table. Um, I just wish some people that had a little more political experience. Now, again, I, we don't know. If consultants or other people are advising him to do certain things and he's just not 
doing it, right? I mean, I, I gave him an easy one. That's a good one. Like last Thursday, call for this guy to get fired. And then, you know, now you're part of the story. And now you're on the right side of the story. I, I don't know. The, the, the biggest stories of this CD1 race, number one, it started with the Matto signature scandal. Um, that obviously dominated the Matto signature scandal. And, and then it became, you know, a little bit about Aaron Ruggenberg and some of his views. And then he had Bernie Sanders come in and he was just too extreme. Another part of that became Aaron Ruggenberg saying, shut down the government. And then all those people wouldn't have gotten paid. So that kind of, but the, the biggest story of CD1 so far has been the Matos signature scandal. And I want to remind people, Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos, she endorsed Gabe Ammo. If you're the Leonard campaign, you know, they, when, when, um, well, the other thing was that, that Jamestown businessman, Don Carlson, that was forced to drop out of the race when Channel 12, you know, uncovered some of the things that happened with him when he was a adjunct professor at uh, his alma mater. Those were the two big stories that kind of came out of the, the CD1 primary. But when Don Carlson endorsed Sandra Cano, um, the Matos people said, wow, I can't believe you're taking an endorsement from a guy like that. And then the Sandra Cano people had to kind of backtrack on it a little bit. So I think there's something there. I mean, there could have been something there. We're never going to know. There's a week left. I know they're going to debate, but the, there's so many votes that have already been cast. Maybe maybe this is just a learning lesson. Maybe the CD1, the Leonard campaign, maybe they're just saying we're going to run again next year. So we just want to stay positive through the whole thing. I mean, I don't understand. But, folks, good afternoon right now on this Tuesday you're watching live coverage we are in Cranston what you're looking at on the scene live stream is this um, a little four-year-old shot in the head now I don't think I don't think we're gonna have an update on this um, um, within uh, when our time is up at uh, one o'clock I don't think so um, and I, we don't know. I think something to watch is how the charges, and there will be charges against the father, how they're going to fluctuate. But I am glad that, just to recap, at 12.52 on this uh, Halloween, and we will be live later, I am glad that Governor McKee took action and pulled the trigger, so to speak, on uh, he terminated that councilman governor mckee did the right thing i think it is um it's frightening what's happening right now with the democrat party and the fact that someone can say those things and then nothing is done now folks also um now coming up next hour on the radio show you're going to hear donna perry we'll talk about this fallout that we've seen at the colleges I also want to look at some headlines right now. FBI warns terror threat high in USA. Now, folks, tonight, people need to be on guard. Halloween, everyone in masks, a lot of crime can, um, could, you know, take off. 
and and it's certainly an opportunity for that. Another um, story that I'm not going to get into right now because our big story today is in fact this situation in, in Cranston, but the Boston Globe is really digging into what happened in Maine, and the stories are just absolutely. Uh, I mean, there were so many red flags for the guy that before that uh, that nutcase did the shooting. Now that that hasn't even been a week. The one week anniversary is going to be this Wednesday night. But Boston Globe, Maine gunman's ex-wife, he has an 18-year-old son. Warned authorities he was hearing voices, had an arsenal of guns. That's number one. Number two. Do you know there were people at his military base, because this guy was a reservist, saying, um, this guy's going to go off. He's going to go off, and he's going uh, to commit a mass shooting here. And they still didn't do anything. Um, as many of you know, we were up there on Friday into Saturday, and I, I, I would just say I, the lackadaisical approach is frightening. For the people that are calling for you know, more laws and all this other stuff. It none of that stuff matters if you're you're not gonna look at this person trying to go through with the uh, police tape. Um none of that stuff matters if um if you're not gonna enforce the laws unless that's a, a Cranston police officer, maybe it's just going through. I don't know who that is. <laughs> When I see yellow tape, most people stop. Not everybody does. So, oh, he lives right over there. Okay. Oh, okay, detective. That would make sense. So, but folks, again, just to uh, reiterate on this uh, Halloween, you're watching on the scene live stream and listing. This is the noon report. There's been a, just a horrible story. Boy, Cranston. Now, again, technically the shooting was um, that, that double homicide Friday night. It was, it was in Providence, but only by four feet, only by four feet. So, um, so you have that. I know some people are going to use this to, uh, thank you for the stars, by the way, folks, on this uh, Halloween. We have one day left today, tonight to hit our October goal for those that are uh, watching. Um, but, uh, we will be on later, obviously covering some of the, I, I think it could end up being a busy night. Halloween usually is. It is um, it is terrible what has taken place here in Cranston, and um, there's so much of this. I know people will be calling for stricter gun laws and so forth, but a big part of this is if you're not enforcing the the laws that are on the books, I don't, I don't it it doesn't you know whether it's Maine or wherever. Uh, this now this we don't know about this guy. This is someone, by all accounts, it sounds as though he did not have a, uh, oh, okay, I think this is the Cranston, uh, for those that are watching, oh, no, it's Channel 10, um, I thought it was the Cranston Police Lab, um, right now at 1257, folks, good afternoon, you're watching on the scene live stream, and what you're looking at, for those that are watching, is Cranston police are on scene and they're waiting for a search warrant to get into this house 
uh, the second floor where a shooting took place early earlier, just about about two and a half hours ago, where a four-year-old child was rushed to Hasbro Children's Hospital undergoing emergency surgery for a gunshot wound to the head. So we're going to um, stay on the story. Now, for the radio portion, next hour, you're going to hear Donna Perry is going to join me. We're also going to talk about all the news of the day. For those that are watching, we're going to stay with this a little bit um, and wait for them to execute the search warrant. We're definitely going to be back at some point later tonight and have full coverage on this Halloween when who knows what's going to happen. But Halloween is starting off this way. I wanted to mention, you know, technically it was in Providence where the shooting took place, but it was four feet over the line in Cranston. So it's another example. I don't know, you know, we heard some things about the the father involved here. Right now he's in Cranston Police custody. He's being detained at the Cranston Police Station. Cranston Police are going to execute the search warrant. They have to get the search warrant. And then um, he is someone, to put it mildly, known to police. And by all accounts, it doesn't sound like he had a legally obtained firearm. Not that that would matter, but I think he's going to be in in extra trouble. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to be breaking for the 1 o'clock news, and then we have a full another hour to go. You can listen AM 1380, 99.9 FM, and then you can always watch, or listen, I should say, online at the website, topetro.com. So again, the big story of the day is this four-year-old shot in the head in Cranston. Folks, we have another hour to go right now. We're going to break for the 1 o'clock news and be back on the other side for the John DePietro Show. All right, folks, again, you're watching on the scene live stream. You're watching live coverage. Our radio portion is over. Good afternoon. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody that is tuning in. It's actually a little chilly here in the shade. I'm going to move. The sun feels nice. I'm not sure how far out they are in obtaining this search warrant. I don't know. Absolutely. We're going to stay on a little bit, folks. I I really want to find out what time they're going to be back with the search warrant. All right, folks, here's what we're going to do. It's just 1 o'clock. We're going to uh, sign off right now. We'll be uh, back later. Thank you, yes, all our moderators and so forth. Folks, we're going to be back later, and we'll continue to follow this story in Cranston.